We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. I'm Margie Schaefer. And I'm Eric Thomas. Here's what's happening. Emergency track work in Oakland disrupted the, disrupted the morning commute for a lot of BART riders this morning. KCBS's Mike DeWald reports from Oakland. Some headaches for commuters this morning as BART was forced to power down portions of track to get in equipment and make repairs after a maintenance car derailed in downtown Oakland near the 12th Street Station. This is BART spokesman Jim Allison. We have some track equipment that is uh, damaged in the Oakland Y. This is a uh, underground section of track nearest the 12th Street Station in Oakland. The unexpected delay is forcing riders to adapt like Kevin, who already had to change plans once after his usual commute was derailed. Normally I use a bus service, but AC Transit had canceled 2-0 buses, <laughs> so it's a, it was a bad time for them to cancel service on AC Transit. Charmaine Nordsey was late for work. She tried ride hail services. I got an Uber after like 10 minutes. It's, it was a 14-minute wait. It was one minute away, and it canceled on me. <laughs> riders may face residual delays. In Oakland, Mike DeWald, KCBS. The man accused of killing fellow farm workers in cold blood in Half Moon Bay on Monday is now reportedly admitting to the murders. KCBS's Matt Bigler reports with more on what Chung Lee Zhao is saying in a jailhouse interview. From behind bars in the San Mateo County Jail, Chun Li Zhao admits to shooting eight people on Monday and then driving to the sheriff's substation in Half Moon Bay to turn himself in. He tells NBC 11 in Mandarin he blames his actions on grueling conditions on the mushroom farms, being forced to work long hours, bullied by fellow workers, and his complaints were ignored by supervisors. Earlier this week, Governor Newsom visited the farms where some workers live in shipping containers. Folks getting nine bucks an hour. You want to verify the California minimum wage, not $9 an hour. No health care, no support, no services, but taking care of our health, providing a service to each and every one of us every single day. Cal OSHA and the State Labor Commission have launched investigations into potential workplace safety and health violations at the farms. Meanwhile, Zhao faces seven counts of murder, one of attempted murder, as well as other charges. He says he regrets what he did, and he believes he has long struggled with undiagnosed mental illness. Matt Bigler, KCBS. This was not the first time somebody opened fire at one of the farms involved in Monday's deadly mass shooting in Half Moon Bay. Prosecutors say on July 1st, a man named Martin Medina took a shot at another worker at California Terra Garden. Apparently, there was bad blood between Medina and his co-worker, according to prosecutors, who claim Medina threatened to kill the co-worker and his family before firing his gun. He missed and nobody was hurt. Medina was arrested not long after deputies, by, by deputies rather, responding to reports of the shooting. He pleaded not guilty. Medina was in court on Monday for a hearing just hours before the mass shooting. Video footage and audio of the attack last October on former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband has been released. Paul Pelosi was asleep at the couple's home in San Francisco when an intruder came inside and attacked. Congresswoman Pelosi says her husband is still recovering from the incident. He's made some progress, but it's be about at least three more months, I think, until he'll be back to normal. But the prayers are very helpful. 
The suspect, David DePap, has pleaded not guilty to six charges stemming from the incident. Police agencies around the country are bracing for tonight's release of the Memphis body cam video showing the deadly police attack on a 29-year-old black man during a routine traffic stop. As KCBS reporter Holly Kwan tells us, legal experts say this footage may challenge what we traditionally think about police brutality because all the officers now arrested in the case were also African-American. The footage of the traffic stop involving Tyree Nichols is said to be shocking even for those used to seeing brutality. David Katz is a former L.A. federal prosecutor, now a criminal defense attorney. I think a lot of our stereotypes are going to be questioned because, you know, Memphis is a two-thirds African-American city. These were five African-American police officers, and they've been arrested now on second-degree murder charges. There's an African-American police chief. You know, as I say, we have people wear body cams. We have uh, integrated police forces, and that's a great thing. But here we have this again. Someone should have had the presence of mind to say, what is causing us to use this level of force? What did this man do? Oakland defense attorney John Burris represented Rodney King in his civil rights lawsuit against the LAPD. He says just because the Memphis officers are black does not mean this wasn't racially motivated. How do you treat the African-American people in that community? Do you stop them at a greater rate than others? Uh, do you search them at up greater than others? And black officers may be doing just as well as a white officer. So the foundational aspect of it can, in fact, be racial-based. And, and therefore, you cannot make any distinction that it's not race just because it's black officers. The footage expected to be released at 4 o'clock our time. Holly Kwan, KCBS. Here's the Mancini Sleep World six-day forecast with Jessica Birch. Hey, good morning. Meteorologist Jessica Birch here. Mild conditions for us today. We're starting to cool down as we head into the weekend. Yesterday was beautiful. We had sunshine, daytime highs in the upper 60s, lower 70s. But now it's starting to trend cooler and cooler as we extend into this weekend. For example, by Saturday, we're in the mid to low 50s, some 60s just near San Jose and up in the North Bay. But then once we head into Sunday, it's low 50s across the board with partly cloudy skies and even a chance of showers. Luckily, it dries up as we head into Monday, but we're still left with those cooler temperatures. So keep those layers handy. Keep the jackets handy. You're definitely going to want them this weekend. A meteorologist Jessica Birch with your KCBS KPIX first alert forecast. What the NFC Championship games this weekend? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Uh, wait, that's the 49ers against the Philadelphia Eagles, right? That's the game that you're talking about. Right. Yeah, I think that's the one that you got. Yeah. Stephen Lankford over at the Bay Area Chevy Dealer Sports Desk. Yes, the big game is this Sunday. It's the NFC Championship with the San Francisco 49ers and Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, in local sports, we'll have the Sharks and the Warriors back tonight. But eyes are on Sunday as the 49ers have yet another chance to make it to the Super Bowl. It is their third conference championship in four years. And to preview the matchup. We are joined by the San Jose Mercury News' Cam Inman. Of course, he covers the 49ers. And Cam, we'll get right into it. It feels like through the regular season, these two teams were destined to meet in the NFC Championship. They seem to be dominating throughout their conference, throughout the year, and now they're meeting possibly on, on, a way, on their way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, you know, the, the Eagles started the year 8-0, so I think everybody figured, all right, they're, they're headed that way, going to get the number one seed, which they got. But it, it took the Niners to go on a 12-game win streak to end the regular season to say, all right, these guys are the ones that are going to be challenging them. So uh, it is set up number one versus number two Sunday in Philly. It's going to be, um, you know, the Niners have not played a team this good, well-rounded, probably since their last loss, which was against the Kansas City Chiefs back in October. So, Everybody's expecting a big-time matchup, a tight game, and um, there, it's, it's quite the arena to go into play in, in Philly with those fans. 
Yeah, you got two hot young quarterbacks, uh, but who are vastly different in terms of the way they do things. Uh, how do you see that? Yeah, so so Jalen Hurts is the Eagles quarterback. He kind of turned into an MVP uh, caliber player this year. The Niners played him last season, and, and they won in Philadelphia, seventeen to eleven. And, and he didn't hurt him so much. But but what he does is, uh, besides throwing the ball very well, obviously he can run. And the Niners have some problems with running quarterbacks over the years. Uh, whereas Brock Purdy, who's taken the world by storm here in the last two months, his his mobility is just his way to escape trouble in the pocket, not necessarily go running for first down. It's, it, he keeps his eyes downfield. He'll find George Kittle or Debo Samuel. And uh, the 49ers magically keep their plays alive. So uh, it's different, but they are young. And they these, one of the cool storylines is both quarterbacks played each other in college only a couple of years ago. So um, And Jalen Hurts pulled that one out barely. Purdy made a good run at it, and uh, it should be fun to watch these two young guys. What about the defenses? How do they match up? The, so it's a good thing that we're on the traffic leader because the defenses are going to clog the lanes and everybody's going to get stuck in traffic all day <laughs> if they're going to run the ball up the middle. So um, both defenses are outstanding. Like at every level, you have the defensive front, the linebackers, and the secondary. Um, and, and so in the Eagles – They've sacked the quarterback 70 times this season, and that, that set the Eagles' record. That's, that's a lot. And yeah, the Niners can counter with Nick Bosa, the NFL sack leader. He's probably going to win the uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, and that's why everybody kind of thinks, oh, it'll be a tight game. But a lot of times uh, the beauty of sports is unpredictability. As, as much as we think it's going to be a low-scoring game, I mean, heck, next thing you know, there's a lot of points or some turnovers because those defenses can force it. Uh, and then you have a shootout. So anything goes. That's kind of the beauty of it. Okay, everybody knows the, the nicest, most gracious fans in America are there in Philadelphia. Uh, how do you think that's going to impact the game? Being facetious, of course. Yes. Uh, well, I think it's it's toned down a bit since 25 years ago when the Niners were there and somebody in the, in the crowd lit a flare gun and they had to put a courtroom in the stadium uh, for future in- incidents. But, I mean, I was lucky enough probably uh, just maybe 20 years ago when I was first starting on the 49er beat um, you know, I, we took the team bus uh, to the stadium, and because it was snowy and cold, and the, the last bus was supposedly reserved for media and sponsors. So we're like, let's hop on, and some players happen to be on there. And as we're cruising up to the stadium, fans are abandoning their tailgate to give us, um, well, the, the Eagles monitor, moniker is a bird, right? So that's kind of what the fans are doing to the bus. And, and that hasn't stopped, uh, and they love to get under the opposing team's skin, but. The Niners have played in some very festive atmospheres, we should say. I mean, they were in Mexico this season. They've, they've done well on the road under Kyle Shanahan. I mean, last year in the playoffs, they won in Dallas. They won in Green Bay. And uh, I don't think the fans are going to do anything but energize them. Cam, how does the feeling in the 49ers locker room differ- differentiate compared to years previous? As you mentioned, you've been on the 49ers beat for a, quite a while, but of course you have been on the beat for these last four years. It just feels like there's an attitude of, you know, they're serious, but at the same time, uh, they're kind of keeping it loose all through the year, but they also know they're one of the best teams in the NFL. What I think kind of grounded them is the fact that they lost in the NFC Championship game last year. Um, they almost won a Super Bowl three years ago and let that slip out of their grasp. So they're not celebrating too much yet. They know that just making it this far, their third cha- NFC Championship in four years is not enough. That this, is, this team is set up to win a Super Bowl, even though they're on their third quarterback, but that third quarterback might be their best one all season, the way he's playing uh, in this offense. So. Um, they're very hungry to kind of keep going and advancing. And whereas the Eagles, uh, they were celebrating a really easy win last week over the Giants. Um, they're the favorite for this game. 
but the 49ers kind of know that there's, there's a lot of unfinished business, a lot of bad taste in their mouth from the past couple seasons. Um, so they're going to try to win an NFC championship on the road, which they've only done, let's see, back in the 1988 season and 2012 in Atlanta when in 2020, in 2012 they were in Atlanta and the, the fan base was not going to be like what's going to be in Philly on Sunday. So the expectation here is that uh, Jalen Hurts is going to do explosive things and Brock Purdy has to not make mistakes. So who does that favor? Well, uh, I would say that this, I say it's going to favor the 49ers. I just think it's going to be, I think it'll be a close game. I think a couple things will happen here or there, like they do in every game, a turnover here, turnover there. Purdy's led a charmed life to this point where some uh, interceptions are getting dropped, and I figure, well, let's just keep that rolling. And uh, I got the Niners winning 24 to 23 uh, on a Robbie Gold walk-off field goal. Wow. Cam Inman with the walk-off on the interview. That's Cam Inman of the San Jose Mercury News. I know you're on your way to Philadelphia tonight. Hopefully you don't get that middle seat, Cam. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, get cheese whiz on the steak, okay? On the cheese steak. Of course. <laughs> All right, that <laughs> Thanks, was Cam Inman at the sports desk. Stephen Langford, KCBS. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.